How is everybody doing? Good to see you guys. And we're back here today at the Dean Love Studio shooting another episode of the Dean Lovers podcast with a lot of Dean Lovers in the room today. We got Yusha Evans in the building today. <laughs> Yusha Evans, you're one of the biggest known Dean Lovers out there, Akhi. What's going on, Akhi? How's Dean Loving going? Alhamdulillah. <laughs> best as it can be in current climate situations. Yeah. <laughs> doing what we can. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. Today we got a hot, intense, really emotional, sensitive topic for you guys. And we got none other than Yusha Evans, who's done more traveling than I can. You, you know, you're the one person I know who's traveled the whole world. I don't know anybody who's traveled as much as you. Alhamdulillah. It's, it's been a benefit and uh, a curse at times, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's good to have been home now for six months. So Yeah, yeah. How's the, how's the change it's from different. traveling all the time? It's something that I have to get used to because, uh, you know, I've been on the road 13, 14 years now. SubhanAllah. I've never been in the same place more than maybe 60 days max. Wow. To go from that to six months home. My family loves it. Of course. They're happy to have me home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, for sure. And like, you're, you're the only person I've known who've done, and obviously, in the path of da'wah, and you've seen many different communities, which is why the topic today, I thought you're really, really fit for it, because you've, you've dealt through many different situations. You've seen all types of Muslim communities. Hmm. You've uh, been everywhere in almost every continent. So we got Yush Evans today, our topic today is going to be racism in the Muslim community slash nationalism slash kind of the links causes of these type of things that are so un-Islamic with but we somehow some way uh, uh, deal with it within our Muslim communities and obviously racism is a big hot topic right now uh, it's a it's something that you know what I mean nationally yeah. we're dealing with it on many different levels but my first main question Stad Yusha Evans, does racism exist in the Muslim community? Some people would argue not, but what do you think? Racism exists and has existed in the Muslim community for a long time. Okay. Um, to, to deny that is, is, is problematic. Yeah. The point is that, you know, unfortunately Muslims in the West, we tend to follow Western trends. Yeah. And in, in that envelops into our communities. Yeah. Because I've been talking about the issue of racism within the Muslim community for years and years and years. No way. And I actually had to defend myself like that on Twitter, <laughs> you know, because when this whole issue with George Floyd happened, you know, I spoke up and then people say, oh, you know, you just now want to say something. No, no, no. I, I, I've been doing this for years where I've been talking about racism that I've seen within the Muslim community, within the Muslim world. But now that it's become, you know, a, a Western uh, ideology to, yeah. to tackle racism well yeah. now we need to clean house in the Muslim community no no we've had this issue for a very long time unbelievable unbelievable and it's so, actually a, a much firmer issue it's now it's, it's now than it than it ever has been but it's it's more covert in the Muslim community whereas in the West has been very overt racism yeah you know very Meaning like clear like cut segregation out there, out there clear yes with, with the Muslim community it's been very covert Okay, you know, it's been something that it's it's not uh, front it's not, and center, okay. unless you know what you're looking for. Of course, but it's there. Yeah, it's there. So everybody's kumbaya until you start talking about marriage, until you start talking <laughs> about business. You know, no, then all of these things come front and center. Wow, not only just racism but nationalism. Ra the, these two are kind of tied to one another. Okay, which leads me to we're going to be discussing some of the you know some of the major causes of racism in the Muslim community, and I think it's pretty clear. It is very unslamic these things to practice to uh, you know practice racism against your own brother or sister in Islam. But nevertheless, we find it. So the, some of the leading causes. Number one, let's talk about nationalism. Do you think nationalism is a cause that leads to racism? Uh, no, I think the two are are are, are linked. Okay. Uh, in but they have different effects. Okay. Racism is is you know is is. One person hating on another person because of the color of their skin. Okay, or the, or, because or, of race. Okay. Yeah, because of, of race. Okay. This was initiated by shaitan. Okay, of course. We know this. This was his argument yeah. to Allah yeah. about Adam. Yeah, I'm I, better. I, I'm better. You created me from fire. Okay. You created him from dirt. Okay. You know, so my makeup makes me better than his makeup. This is pure outright racism mm -hmm. um, nationalism is with is within the same race yeah you know it, it, it goes and, 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 and nationalism has existed in the Muslim ummah forever mm -hmm. and the Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam, spoke about it 
Asodia. Yeah. You know, uh, Ibn Khaldun wrote, uh, the, the founder of modern sociology was about Asodia. That was yeah. the name of actually the name of the work that became the, the foundation for modern day sociology mm -hmm. was called Asabiya, you know, where he was discussing tribalism, its benefits, mm -hmm. and also its, you know, its eventual downfalls if you mm -hmm. fall fall into it. And the Prophet ﷺ warned us about Asabiya throughout his whole life. One of the very last things to warn us on his deathbed yeah. was do not return to Asabiya. Do not go back to tribalism. SubhanAllah. So, uh, you, we would argue that maybe most Muslims know how wrong this is, but why do you think it's still uh, a practice where people, uh, Muslims, would hold each other and treat each other differently based on race? Because it's easy. It's easy to okay. fall on. It's something that, that, that can draw a distinction between you and someone else without you really having to do any work. You know, and without, mm. you can immediately tell a person that you're, you're... Eliminate a person. Eliminate a person. You can write them off very quickly. You know, this person's darker than me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Even yeah. within, you know, the same communities because racism exists within the same uh, cultural sex. Yeah. You have, you know, Arabs yeah. who deal with one another, the darker your skin is, yeah. you know what I mean? The lighter your skin is. Mm -hmm. They strive for light skin. This yeah. The same way you find all across Africa and the African communities with these lightning skin creams. And, yeah. You know, it's... It's it's been that thing where for some reason lighter is 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 better and that's just a, an easy way to distinguish people for some reason. Who started the whole a dark person is is lower than a lighter skin person? Mm. I have absolutely no idea, yeah. but I know it's existed for a very long time yeah. because our prophet Sam spoke about it. A black yeah. person is not better than a white person, a white person not better than a black person. Yeah. It's been an issue for a very long time. It's been an issue for a very very long time. So I'm thinking you said race and nationalism are really tied. Yep. Do people think because they're from a certain group of people, let's say, you know, I don't want to name certain group, but you're a Somali, you're Egyptian, you're this, you're that. Does that mean because of who you are, you consider yourself a higher race or better than a Not group only of within, say, Somalis and Egyptians or Albus versus Asians and Asians versus Somalis. Yeah. Even within that, yeah. Somali, if you're in this qabila, okay. this qabila holds more, you know what I mean? Our uh, qabila better than, than, our, than your qabila, you know what I mean? We had power for this long and you just did this. And even within the tribes of, of Arabia and even in the caste system, which we find which mm. segregates uh, um, a lot of the subcontinent, yeah. the whole caste system that you're born into, those things are, are, are part and parcel a way to contain society yeah a way to keep people divided yeah divide and conquer this is the old scheme basic of shaitan concept. basic mm. concept divide and conquer if you can and a lot of that's happening modern day now what we find people are using this uh, this pandemic yeah as a divide and conquer scheme here in the west yeah. now none of us trust anybody yeah you see people in the store you're like stay away from me <laughs> i don't trust you you know what i mean like we've turned on each other yeah because of some outside influence and that's what nationalism becomes too yeah a lot of nationalism especially in the muslim world yeah is a direct result of colonialism of course this is how we decided to defend it yeah rather than you know defending it by let's get rid of the colonists you yeah. know what i mean no they've brought us stuff they've made us wealthy you know yeah so let's try to use nationalism and tribalism to get a little bit of our own dignity back per se Very you know what i mean but then we find ourselves now you know 200 years later fighting over lines you know the, the, the borders borders put on a map by other people not by muslims muslims mm. didn't come up with these no. maps and lines and borders no these were drawn by europeans and yeah. indians and and french and british and now we fight over those same lines <laughs> <laughs> subhanallah how does that make you feel when you see a muslim celebrating uh, some type of independence day independent from what <laughs> that's exactly what i ask myself when i see quote unquote um so a Muslim country celebrating an Independence Day. What are you it's like what they do here from? in the tradition, in the yeah. Western tradition. What are you independent from? Um, it 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 becomes an issue of of pride. You yeah. know, what I mean that I want to be, and there's nothing wrong with having pride of who you are. There's nothing wrong with that. Isn't there's no racism in me saying I'm happy to be white. Yeah. Because Allah created me white. Of course. He decided to make me white. So yeah. alhamdulillah for that. Yeah. If Allah decided to make you the darkest of skins on this planet, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. There is beauty in everything in between. Yeah. Because Allah told us he created us in nations and tribes and uh, tribes and races and colors. Yeah. So that you can be distinguished from one another. Because if we were all the exact same, mm -hmm. like robots off an assembly line, Subhanallah. the world would be a very different and odd and weird place. How would we know who is who, mm. what is who, where we're from? 
you know, all of these things would become part of, 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 of not knowing our origins. So we have to look at that as a beauty yeah. that we're different. Yeah. I don't want to look like nobody else. I'm happy exactly the way Allah created me and the way he created everybody else. That's a part. It's also culturalism, uh, racism, nationalism also has been pushed by Western ideologies in part of our self-identity. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've they've put these imagery out of, of perfection of how a person should look and how a person should, you know, and, and, and we've fallen victim to that. That if yeah. I don't live up to a a held moral standard or a held value of how I should look, then there's something wrong with me. Yeah. And that changes every generation. Ten years from now, what what, what is considered attractive between a man and a woman is not going to be like that ten years from now. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it becomes part of that whole system of, of, of control. Yeah. Nationalism becomes a way to be controlled. Tribalism becomes a way to be controlled. Racism and reality were falling victim to a system of self-colonization. Yeah. That we're dividing and conquering ourselves, which makes us easier to be controlled. SubhanAllah. So there was an incident here that happened in the uh, Twin Cities area. Uh, I don't know if you heard about it. There was a, a young lady a few years back with the cancer culture, which we'll talk about hopefully in the second session. Um, there was a young Muslim family. They own a big giant business in the, in the, in the community. Hmm. And his daughter, the owner's daughter, yes. went online. I know. And, and, and Oh yeah, you, you you know about it then. Holy Land, yeah, the yeah. Whole Holy Land is. <laughs> I, 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 I stay away from social media unless I need to be on it, but exactly. I don't I don't miss a lot. Of course, I I'm, I'm still have my eyes. Yeah. So she went online a few years back. She wrote really, really, really tough things. Extremely, I mean, racial, uh, discriminatory, uh, nationalistic, sometimes really dangerous things. And I'm talking about the Muslim side. Forget about the other side. I don't want to talk about the other side. The Muslim end, and. So her dad got a lot of heat for it. His business, some of his businesses, the non-Muslim community kind of did the cancel culture on them, but yeah, the Muslim think, community um, also went I th wild. I think the one of their leases were yeah canceled, revoked, in, in yeah. Midtown. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. I used to go to that place too. Uh, they had some nice foods. It was a good joint to go to, and it's a Muslim-owned restaurant, so we we love supporting Muslim-owned uh, restaurants. But the Muslim community was really, really upset at what happened and 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 and, and how we went down. What are your thoughts, kind of that level of outrage when it comes to uh, these type of things? I mean, outrage can be placed correctly. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I didn't dig in deep enough into it to make a decision to where, you know, if it's something that you should keep your business from or whatnot. Yeah. Um, I know that there was some, I read some of the statements that were some seriously... It, Vile. It, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't just racist. It was hatred. You know, yeah, it was yeah. pure hatred that was being spewed. Um, you know... And, and if we're going to get angry, get angry in the right way. You know yeah. what I mean? The, you know, the guy, I think the guy had to board his business up. Yeah. You know, and it, uh, yeah, it yeah. was tough. It was tough. Yeah, it was yeah. tough. Um, that's not the way we, we, we deal with things. Yeah. You know, if, 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 if you want to uh, correct something, correct something, you know, you correct it. And if, if, if your goal is just don't spend your money there, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, until things change. Yeah. You know, but boycotting for Muslims is like, we, we're going to post about it on social media. We're not. We're not gonna do it. Yeah. So there's very few of us that are really about that life. That yeah. life. <laughs> do you think? Do you think one of the leading causes? I had a deep discussion with a brother about kind of these inside uh, Muslim community uh, racism activities. Do you think wealth has a lot to do with it? Where the rich Muslims belittle the poor Muslims. Yeah. And they discriminate against them. Do you think this is a, a Th way? That's, that's definitely. But that's more. I would say that that's more like class. Racism, okay. Then, then particularly, you know, racist, uh, racist yeah. based on on color. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, of course, it's been long held, and that's all. Also, goes past the part of the. A lot of this, you'll see these Muslims who do this in America. Yeah. Come from their immigrants. Yeah. And they've left a caste system. Yeah. A lot of times, where they were, if they had stayed where they are from, they would have never been able to be Me. anything yeah. other than what their cast allowed them to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Unfortunately. Now they, yes. Yeah. So now they bring that baggage here. In the community. Into the in the community. They become wealthy. They become a doctor or whatever. They get a nice home. And then they start self-hate in a sense. Yeah. Because they start looking at people who are poor, which is what they were when they left and their families were and whatnot. Yeah. They start seeing some self-hatred and start, you know, projecting that, you know, that the poor class is not trying to think that they're going to somehow wash themselves yeah. of that past identity that this is what I came from. Yeah. Embrace that. 
You know what I mean? Mm. Rather than just embracing it, the hey, yeah. look, you know, if I would have stayed in 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 India, we'd have been dead poor. We'd have never been allowed to be anything else. But yeah. now we've afforded this opportunity, so I'm going to use this to help uplift the Muslim community. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not what we find. That's not what's happening. No. Yeah. In fact, what happens is usually the opposite, where these uh, quote unquote rich Muslims not uh, not everybody obviously. But the argument is that rich Muslims, they actually, the, the, the more they get richer, the farther they move away from the community and, they, the, and then they start to look down upon the community. Yeah, it happens. But I, I've traveled around enough to know yeah. that there are plenty of very wealthy Muslims out there who yeah. love the deen of Allah. Of course, of course. And uh, there are a lot of communities in this world right now that are supported Solely by. by people like that yeah. You know what I mean mm-hmm. You'll find a lot of times If you dig behind major projects Dow organizations Big so It'll trace good. it down to like One or two people Yeah That you know Really Al-Khair, yeah. Put everything To yeah. make this happen You know uh, Here in America There's a lot of big organizations Right now that Was one or two brothers That really love the dean Who put Do bukus, everything Millions yeah. Into it um, You know But those are the people you You never know them either Yeah they might come to the masjid and pray right next to you and you, you won't you never know very humble very humble you never know that brother has money yeah you know you, you never know they, they they drive just a normal like Toyota Camry yeah. outside you never know they have money that's the difference hey, a lot of us the love the Toyota they, Camry yeah. <laughs> I know that's the Muslim favorite a lot of times you'll see with these brothers who look down upon the Muslims who don't have money yeah. They're the ones with the G-Wagon Sitting in the masjid parking lot You know what I mean They're the ones yeah. who like to show Make it really Their apparent. money Very yeah. apparent That yeah. they have money Yeah um, I've noticed that I've noticed that as a trend Because yeah. I'm a people watcher I like to sit back And, and watch people in communities yeah. You'll notice that But then the brother Who might be 10 times more wealthy than him yeah. Shows up the masjid Driving the Toyota Camry You know No flash He doesn't have Rolex It has nothing, nothing. But he will support anything that is khair in the community. Yeah. When it's time to donate, he's one of the first brothers that have already put a check forward. Yeah. You know, uh, usually you'll see fundraisers start. Oh, we've already had a hundred thousand. That's that brother that that doesn't say anything. One per, one guy. Yeah. Mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Do you think that? I think race has a part to do with it. But do you think that kibir is also a leading cause of why maybe racism exists in the community? Kibir is the the seed of of racism. Uh, Mm, arrogance okay. is the seed of racism because okay. arrogance is you think that you're better than someone else. Okay. And whatever reason that might be, mm-hmm. you can have kibra based on knowledge. Yeah. I have more knowledge than you. I'm better than you, and and, and that's an unfortunate disease that happens oh, a lot. Yeah, in the that's community. actually a key point that we were going to get to. <laughs> you know, money can make you prideful. You okay. have, you're better, but also your color because for some reason. You know, like white people have been considered to be superior favorite, huh? and the favorite in the West. So okay. that that arrogance of me being white can push me to be racist. Mm-hmm. So it, it actually fuels and Everything. becomes a seed of a lot of these. It it seeds racism. It seeds nationalism. It seeds culturalism. It seeds tribalism. It seeds all of it. Unfortunately, this is why the Prophet ﷺ said, even someone with the smallest amount of kibir, of kibir, like the weight of a mustard seed, something so small, yeah, will not enter into Jannah. You know, because it's that destructive. Yeah. Just like on the same scale that someone who has the smallest amount of iman, yeah. even the weight of a mustard seed will make it to Jannah. Yeah. Because it's so nurturing. Iman is so nurturing. Yeah. It'll grow, it'll blossom, even the smallest of seeds, but the same way kibr, the smallest, it will destroy everything it touches. Yeah. Very, very unfortunate. Subhanallah. But where do you think this kibr comes from? It's birth. It's it's ingrained. Personal issues. you're raised like this It's a product of your environment You are a product of your environment If you're raised in in, 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 a, in, a, in a racist household In a racist yeah. environment yeah. It'll fuel you to be racist You know, if you are taught like this This is how it is These things are taught They're not part of our innate fitra No They're, they're not part of our innate fitra Really and, I, and I'm hoping I'm seeing, you know that, that Especially in the West yeah. I think there's one more generation Yeah you know, um, before we see a lot of this, especially nationalism, yeah. die in the Muslim community yeah. of the West, because a lot of the 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 second, third generation, yeah, they're, they're not going to care about that anymore. No, no you know they're, I mean? a they're, they're, yeah. they're a little bit careless. They're a little bit, yeah, they they might go, they might be off in some other weird nonsense, but yeah. nationalism and racism is probably yeah. one of the things they're not going to carry on. Yeah. Uh, because their parents who were yeah. immigrants are what's mm-hmm. fueling this right now, or their yeah. grandparents who were ignorant yeah. or immigrants. But 
once they're gone, once that generation dies, racism and nationalism, or well, racism will be around, but nationalism is going to be a bit more tough. You're going to talk to kids here in Minneapolis who were raised here, yeah. born here, mm-hmm. to it's gonna be hate harder. another person because of a tribe that they were in in Somalia. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, what, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's being taught to hate just because. Yeah. Maybe maybe their parents had beef. You know what I mean? You, you, maybe course, there's some beef. You of know? course, yeah. Uh, but you you, have, you were raised in, you know, you were raised in, in, in Plymouth. You were raised in Roseville. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what do you have to do about Kabila? You know, so I think it is about one more generation, especially here in the West, yeah. before that doesn't really, that fizzles out as far as nationalism. Now we've turned it, unfortunately, into other nationalism. Yeah. Gangs and, and violence and drugs and... We picked up some of the seeds we here. We took Kabila and turned it into gangland. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Do you think, uh, we, you mentioned it earlier, but one of the key points I had that sometimes leads to a level of to discrimination and, 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 and uh, kind of segregation in the community is based on knowledge. Why yeah. do you think this is? Where the people who are maybe Ahlul Ilm, not all obviously, we don't want to, uh, pe- a lot of non-practicing Muslims might say, Hmm. They feel turned off when they come next to a person who's practicing because of the level of maybe arrogance that they feel by. Or they won't go to certain masajid because of the level of kind of bad vibe that they get. Yep. When Knowledge you, can either be a gift or a curse. Yeah. Um, uh, not all. It, this is why the Prophet ﷺ used to make dua for beneficial knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Beneficial. This is this a big, is very important. big, big, big deal. Knowledge that is beneficial to me. Uh, because... You can have knowledge and go astray. You know what I mean? You can be someone who is 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 truly educated in the deen and end up in Jahannam yeah. and not even realize it because knowledge can make you arrogant. Yeah. You can, the Prophet ﷺ told us that one of the first people to be thrown into Jahannam is, is the Alim. scholar. Oh, man. Is the scholar. Is yeah. the scholar, is the mujahid, is the, the, the person who gave the most charity. Why? Because they did it for the wrong reasons. Um, you know, knowledge can cause you to become arrogant and look down on other people. When you yourself was just like that. Yeah. You know, you were just like that. Or it can give you this savior complex. Whereas you're the only person who's right. That's it. <laughs> you're right. The people who you agree with are right. And everyone else is dead wrong. That is problematic. Very. It's it's okay if you, like, I feel like I'm on the correct minhaj. Yeah. If I doubt that, I, I, sh- I have a problem. But that's for me. Yeah, I believe I'm on the correct minhaj. If someone were to ask me, then I would say that I believe this is the correct way. For, but for me to now go out and say I'm right and the people who agree with me are right, all of the rest of you are wrong. That's a huge problem because you blanket that theory. If yeah. there's a problem in, 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 in some issues, we point those issues out. Yeah. Uh, but we look at also the sunnah of the Prophet because unfortunately... <laughs> correcting wrongs has become cancel culture. Yeah. You know, and that's that's not that's not okay. That's yeah. not that's not according to the sunnah. Yeah. Because when we see the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ in correcting people, if there was not a serious public threat, yeah. and we're talking about serious, serious like real public threat. Yeah. Like, you know, like somebody is is really out there doing harm to life and limb yeah. you know what I mean mm. like there's a serial killer in our community Th- yeah. that's a serious issue yeah. or there's a guy who's you know a sexually assaulting and raping women like okay that you that's different Yeah. but to take everything that's a general considered evil or sin and turn that into cancel culture this is not according to the sunnah because no. unless there was a serious public issue when the Prophet ﷺ would correct people even if they were sitting in the audience yeah. he would speak in third person Yeah, you know that we've heard of so and so or we've you know uh, I've seen such and such or I've yeah. seen this happen even if the person was sitting right there yeah. he would make it a general benefit to the community yeah. but he would never single out and if the singling out was done and we see this with the companions yeah. the singling out was done privately you pull that person to the side and you advise them yeah advise them and advise them unless it became something that was a public concern like drinking okay drinking became public issue you know yeah. that person is published is 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 punished yeah publicly yeah but that's if they were doing it yeah publicly mm. you don't go and find a brother drinking in his in home secret, yeah in secret hiding his sins because he has some some shortcoming 
shortcomings, but not only that, he has some, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? He has hayya. Yeah. He has some, some shame. Of course. You know, so yeah. he's doing it in private. You don't then yeah. drag that brother out into the public and let everybody know what he's doing that nobody else knew. <laughs> he was keeping that sin between himself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. You, you advise and monish, and if you need to punish, you punish privately because it's a private sin. Yeah. Now, if he's out, out at the bars or he's out, uh, you know, doing it publicly, doing it publicly or sharing alcohol with other people or having parties in his house to drink. That needs to be dealt with because yeah. now it becomes a public safety yeah. issue. Unfortunately, we've taken knowledge and, and, and right and wrong and turned that into something com completely Western in its ideology. And, yeah. and, and, and it's, it's not according to the Sunnah. Knowledge can be detrimental to you. This is why even for all of the students of knowledge I've come across who've asked me for advice, I say always ask Allah for sincerity. Yeah. Continue to ask Allah to be sincere in That's everything so that you do. Because if you're not sincere, you've wasted it. Yeah. You've wasted it. You don't want to go to the day of judgment. You've spent 50 years of your life studying the deen to find out on the day of qiyamah, none of it no was benefit. accepted. Oh my God. None of it was accepted. And this and this is what the Prophet ﷺ told his companions when he said, who's bankrupt? And they said, a person with no money. He said, no, 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 no. no. The bankrupt one is who brings a mountain of good deeds on the day of judgment. Yeah. But because he slandered someone, oh backbit that one, or there was you know, some misgiving in his deeds, yeah. all of this turns to dust. My so goodness. ask Allah for sincerity. SubhanAllah. Because if you stay sincere, then it'll all be worth it. Yeah. Even if you don't ever become a big scholar or alim yeah. or imam, yeah. if you're sincere, you'll be rewarded. Yeah. Simple as that. SubhanAllah. I mean, I don't understand how, I mean, and it's one of the ugliest things, I think. When you see a person who's upon the deen, a student of knowledge, and then but their code of conduct and their akhlaq is so, so bad in the way and how they deal with people. Yep. Do you think it's personal deficiencies that causes or lack of, of some insecurities? I mean, it could be, a, it, it's case I mean, by case. It could be a number of things. The person could be insecure. They could have been bullied as a youth. You know, there could be, there could be a whole lot of things mm. that, are, that are driving this. Uh, psychologically yeah. uh, that has now made to feel like he has a leg up on others yeah. so he's going to take advantage of that and use it uh, and and that becomes very problematic and I've seen people like this who you know you say you are of the sunnah yeah. but your actions are not of the sunnah subhanallah total you, opposite you can have the aqidah yeah. Of 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 the Sunnah on the same aqidah as the Prophet sallallahu and his companions, and your sense. actions can make you completely opposite. Of course, your actions can make you completely opposite. So your aqidah might be right, but the minhaj you're taking it on is not correct. It's yeah. not right, and that goes across every platform. I always ask brothers, be sincere in what you do, especially if you're online, especially if you make videos, especially if you do things. I ask brothers, ask yourself if there is no camera, How if there be? was no social media, if there was no video to post about this, would you still do it? Mm, that's a would very you good still point. do it? Mm. Would you still study the way you study if it was not to make a video next week? If there was if there was nobody who was ever gonna hear from you, yeah. would you still put your book head in the books like you do now? Yeah. If there was no, you know, gain from it down the line. Yeah. Would you, you know, Make these videos if there was nobody to watch them, if you were never going to upload them, if there was no camera. So that will be this test of your sincerity yeah. or not. Because if you're sincere, you'll still do those things. You'll still warn against bottle. You'll still want to, you'll go outside your home. You'll do it like it had to be done back in the old days. Traditionally. Yes. I, I've been a Muslim now since before social media. <laughs> if you wanted to go out and warn about uh, uh, evils yeah. you had to go outside you know what yeah. I mean you had to leave your home yeah. you had to get in the streets and speak to people and talk to people and if you had a problem with a brother you tell him you couldn't drag it on social media no. you had to go to his home or you had to call him and let him know yeah you had to be a man about it and yeah. deal with that face to face so if you really had to go back to that how many people would be around how many people would tough. still be doing what, what, what they do subhanallah sincerity if you're sincere, you'll, and I've told brothers, if you're sincere, you'll be around for a while. Yeah. You'll, there'll be longevity to what you do. Of course. Because you're sincere about it. Because yeah. if you're not, you will not survive. No way. No way. There's no way someone who is involved in da'wah, which da'wah includes all aspects. Of course. You know, even correcting fahisha in the world is da'wah. Of course. That, that you won't survive a decade in it if you're not sincere. Yeah. You can't because it's too hard. There's so much hardship. Shaitan's going to come at you as a public enemy. Your family's going to be tested. Your children are going to be tested. Your, your wealth is going to be tested. Your friends are going to be tested. You're going to be drugged through the mud. 
you're not gonna make it. And I know that because when I started in the in 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 the early two thousands, the people who were around then are not around now. Are not around now. There's mm. maybe three, four, you know, well known brothers that were around then. Yeah. That are still around now. Yeah. Everybody else disappeared. Everybody else is gone for whatever reason. I I don't want to, and I'm not a person who speaks about anybody. No. Whatever reason, there was some shortcoming. They're no longer around. Yeah. You know, whether that was to do with fame or popularity or money or whatever reason was the shortcoming of why they were doing what they're doing, not sincerely for the sake of Allah. Yeah. It didn't last. Mm. They're not around. How many people can you say from the early 2000s that are still around doing global da'wah today? Yeah. It's very few. Very few. Sincerity is... Is important. It's it's key. You mm. won't survive. You can't. Unfortunately. So when the Muslim community now that the way they're responding to racism is, or maybe I should put it: how do you, how much do you think secular movements in the West have uh, have influenced how we deal with racism now? I, I think they've they they influence highly because okay. all we do is. Even in the Muslim community, we either join those secular movements or we replicate them. Unfortunately, yeah. We join them or we replicate them. Yeah. One of the most shocking things I've seen in this category is I've seen uh, some Muslims who joined the BLM movement, Black Lives Matter movement. And now once that died down, this is last year when I saw it, since it died down now, it really came back up after the George Floyd thing. Mm-hmm. But some Muslims started their own black Muslim organizations in colleges and universities where it only used to be MSAs, right? Where all Muslims used to come together, hang out, share knowledge, you know what I mean? Uh, Dhikr and uh, and events and whatever it might be. But now, black Muslims started their own organization where other types of Muslims, whether you're Asian, white, uh, Indo-Pak, whatever it might be, would not feel the same way they used to feel in unity or not welcomed. Or white Muslims would start their own organization. Or Indo-Pak starting their own What do you think of this kind of identity politics That's kind of seeping in I want to Unfortunately I I always have to Think about answers like this sometimes Because I don't want to be the conspiracy theorist guy Yeah 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 (laughs) Because I'm a person who sits back and sees a lot Yeah And I don't speak on it as much Yeah Just because It's it's, it's a bit too heavy Yeah For most people Yeah it is heavy Uh, for most people Unfortunately Um uh, but this this whole thing, the, uh, the racism is clear cut an evil and it is rampant. Yeah. But I believe a lot of these movements have been hijacked. Of course. Uh, unfortunately, for higher political and sociological purposes, to divide us and 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 because when we are divided, yeah, we're not strong as a as a. And I'm not talking about as a Muslim people. I'm talking about as a as a society in the West in yeah. America. Yeah. The more we can become divided, the easier we are controlled. Of course. This is basic, basic, basic sociology. This yeah. is basic study of civilizations. When people are unified, they are a threat to mm. tyranny. Of course. Always, always. Whatever kind of tyranny it might be, people united are a threat to tyranny. Yeah. People divided are easy to conquer. They're easy. They're like, I don't, I don't want to even say the word sheep because that, that just, but they, they are like, you know, cattle. They're just, you know, just can just move them along. Yeah. And, and I see things that are legitimate being taken and, and turned into, you know, warfare. Yeah. Like racism has been turned into class warfare and a way to divide people. This, this, this pandemic. Yeah. Uh, um, that is a legitimate, you know, contagion that's out there has been taken and played up by politicians to make the divisions amongst us. Mm. A lot of these regulations have very little scientific or medical benefit, but they pushing it. They push it because it socially classifies people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Socially classifies people like this. I don't even want to get into it. The whole mask wearing situation. Yeah. We don't know if it works or not. No. Nobody's. There's been no science. No. Every scientific study is 50-50. You know, they're, they're like, if you want to be fair, 50-50. Yeah. Some well-known scientific studies, even countries have said, nope, they don't work. They don't do no benefit. That T-shirt tied around your face ain't stopping nothing. Have you seen how people deal with contagions? Yeah. And, and others say that, you know, it slows it or it stops it. But the point is, if you mandate it, you get to see who's obedient and yeah. who's not obedient right away. And I yeah. said this before it was mandated yeah. here in, 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 in Minnesota. That's true. That this whole mask issue is a, like, you can just sit back in a store and just watch and know who is 
following government orders. Of course. And who will kind of buck the system. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those rebels, that, that's them right there. You can see them. Yeah. Before that was kind of in the shadows. Yeah. So I'm really, really worried, you know, about the future of, of, of the West, to yeah. be honest with you, of, yeah. of where we're heading in terms of racism and class warfare and yeah. socioeconomic, like what class systems are going to come out of this? Yeah. Is there even going to be a middle class after this? Yeah. It's it's or, there's already been a war on the middle class for the past 50 years in America. Yeah. This might be like the death blow. That's it. You know what I mean? This might be final like the blow. final nail in the coffin to where after this, there will be the haves and the have nots. And that's mm. it. And that's, and that's it. And that is, if you look at the, the history of civilizations, yeah, the rise and fall of civilizations, civilizations yeah. They've all followed, and I'm not sitting here trying to doom or gloom, you know, yeah. destroy it. No, 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 no. I live here. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I live in America. I don't want to see it, you know, fall to the in, into destruction. Cause where are we gonna go? Yeah, can't go knock on Saudi Arabia's door. They're not letting us in. <laughs> go knock on Muslim people say make hijrah. Where? You know what I mean? Where am I gonna make hijrah? That number one, they're gonna let me in. Yeah. And number two, they're gonna treat me better as a Muslim than anywhere in the West. Yeah. Because there are plenty of Muslim countries. Yeah. They're gonna treat me worse. Of course. As a practicing Muslim. Probably have personal experience, don't you? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> then here. So, you know, but but you've seen all civilizations take this road to where it goes about being for the people. Yeah. To being about, you know, for the haves. Of course. Against the have-nots. Of course. It becomes a war of, of, civil, uh, of classes to where you have the have-nots, the ruling elite, the business tycoons, and everybody else has nothing. Yeah. And that has always, even if you study Ibn Khaldun, I don't know if you've ever read any of his work. If you no. study Asabiya, that becomes the beginning, like of of the, of the downfall mm, of a nation, of, of a nation, of a civilization. Okay. He even pointed it out that financially, our financial system, the way it is set up, yeah, it is on a path to destruction. It is on a yeah. path to where it, it is not, it's not sustainable. Mm. And we see the the that now. You see it, you know, where Unfortunately. it's 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 a huge problem. You have people who have wealth now are becoming more wealthy. Billionaires of are course. becoming trillionaires. Yeah. While everyone else is is forced off. to 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 go get in in the food bank line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bankrupt. And, yeah. And to say that that society is just, <sighs> there's no way. No way. There's no way no you way. can ever stand after this on no one with their with a, 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 a clear head could stand and say that the economic system of the West is just. Yeah. Because it's proven through times like this. Yeah. It is not. Either you have or you don't have. Or you don't have. Unfortunately. I want to move to my next category, which is a giant category. We probably won't do justice. Discrimination against reverts in the Muslim community. I don't even know how to begin this topic. Do you think there is a level of um, discrimination or tension against uh reverts i think there's a there's a there's a new sp muslims a split okay that they're they're favored in some areas okay <laughs> and and they're discriminated in in, in some areas in, in some areas okay and a lot of that also has to do with race unfortunately really white reverts are treated better than black reverts no way absolutely okay one thousand percent okay white reverts are treated better much better in the muslim community than than black reverts okay i've seen this too many times to 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 not know that this is a fact. Okay. Um. Uh. And and I, I don't know what that complex comes from. It comes from you know the prior inferiority. Yeah. Complex, prior inferiority co complex. This okay. goes back to colonization. Of course. Where white Europeans came in and you know promoted themselves as uh, bigger and superior, better and superior. Yeah. And, but white reverts are treated better than black reverts. But then okay. all reverts are are favored in the sense that we like them when they're when they're new Muslims and they don't know nothing. Yeah. You know, and yes. we can just kind of show them off. Hey, this is the new brother that accepts yeah. Islam or new yeah. sister. But the moment they start actually learning the deen and taking it seriously and start seeing some of the fault. Yeah. Yeah. In the same uncles who, you know, love them. Yeah. Now you've become too big for, your, for your, your, pants. your pants. Too big for your britches now. <laughs> you know what I mean? We saw you take Shahada five years ago. Now you're going to tell us what to do. Now you're going to tell us what to do. Keep it, huh? Uh, I've been Muslim my whole life. Oh, my goodness. You know, and, 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 and that becomes no more rampant than when you go to the Muslim world. No way. Yeah. I, I, you, Egypt. Yeah, yeah. Egypt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, we I, both saw it, yeah. 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 I, I got into a number. I eventually just had to give it up, you know, arguing with Egyptians about deen. You okay. know what I mean? At all, whatsoever. Because, okay. you know, I went there with the best of intentions. I had moved to Egypt. I was gone. Yeah. 
this was, you know, right at the end of the revolution when it looked like things were going to go good for the Muslims. Yeah. I, I bounced. Yeah. I, I, I was gone. I made hijrah. You made hijrah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was living in... I, I, I moved to the wrong area first and foremost. I was living in... Where were you uh, living? Fustat. Okay, I don't know. Qadima. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was in Medinat al-Nasr. Yeah, that's where all that, You see, it's easier over there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't... I, I was making hijrah. You were making Full hijrah. time. Yeah. I was not planning to come back, so I'm not going to go live in Medinat al-Nasr. Nasr, no, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to go live in Durhab. Short time, yeah. No, I said I'm going to live with the Egyptians. Yeah. And there's no more Egypt than Misr al-Qadima. Okay. It's, you know... Uh, pure. Pure. That I was the only American... People the area. around the area, Man. and it's near Fustat, which is the church. You know okay. the big, uh, the big Coptic church. I didn't church. see it, but yeah, I, yeah. And, and, I, and I used to. It's near Masjid Amr ibn Nas. Okay, that's where oh. I used to go to Jum. Mm. Um, but you know, dealing with Egyptians, as soon as they find out I'm I'm an American, because yeah. at first they think maybe I'm Bosnian, yeah, you know, or, or something or, like or that, Russian, Russian okay. something. Yeah. But as soon as they find out I'm American and I'm a convert, yeah, you know, what I mean. That's it. You don't. You can't tell me nothing about Islam. Oh, they cancel you, know, you. We have it in in our veins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we built the pyramids. There are all kinds of excuses they give you. Yeah. But you know that that becomes a, a problem. And the second part where you will see that reverts are discriminating in the Muslim community is getting married. Really? Yes. Okay. Because you will love this brother. Some people will even put the brother as imam. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm speaking from the brother's experience. Of course. Because I'm a brother. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know, I don't want to act like I speak for sisters and yeah. what they go through in the Muslim community. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to marriage is a big problem that reverts have in the Muslim community because okay. though a brother can come in, they love him. You know what I mean? They might yeah. even let him be like assistant imam. He's given khutbahs. Mashallah, we love him. Yeah. But then he wants to get married. Yeah. Go find one of your own. You know, no go way. find another revert. You know what I mean? No way. There, there, there's there's a there's a lot of discrimination. I'm not saying the revers don't get married into the Muslim community. They yeah, do. They do. Um, but it's tough. Uh, but it's tougher. It's a it's a whole lot more difficult, uh, especially when there's tribalism involved. Yeah. You know, uh, and I know this from being here in Minneapolis for so long. Yeah. Uh, a sister gets married to a revert. She yeah. ha her children have no lineage. That's his first thing no she's told. No claimed lineage. Yeah, yeah. Your, your children have no claim to lineage. They yeah. have no qabil. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, who cares? You know? Um, SubhanAllah. You know, so you have those problems. Also, because you have a, a revert who is, is, is hard to middle, merge into the Muslim family. Because a lot of... And I've asked these questions. You know, why do these things happen? Um, and a lot of Muslims will tell you, you know, it's because also because... When when a marriage happens, it's not just with the brother. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like family. it's two families, and you know we're attaching now our family to a non-Muslim family. You know, he or he might have no family. Yeah, you know, so our daughter, if something happens to us, there's no there's no in-laws, there's no there's no help for yeah. them. So, you know, I I can kind in a of way and understand it some makes sense, but you know, when that's your only, you know. Your only reasoning, yeah. the brother's good, and we have to go back to the advice of the Prophet. Yeah. Yeah. If his deen is good and his akhlaq is good, he, he said, If you refuse, yeah. there will be fitna. That's you true. will create fitna on the earth. If a man comes to you asking for your daughter's hand and you find no problem in his deen, yeah. you find no problem in his akhlaq, and you yeah. refuse that marriage, yeah. you will create and cause fitna. fitna. Yeah. And then what do we see today? A major fitna. Brothers and sisters are out there. Just Doing dating, anything. yeah, subhanAllah. Dating and sleeping around because it's easier to do that. Yeah. The problem is that we've made the haram easy, yeah, and the and halal, halal difficult. difficult. It's complete flip flop. The haram oh. is supposed to be difficult. It, the The job of the Muslim community, especially for our children, is to make haram difficult. Yeah. Make it a difficulty for them to yeah. go towards haram yeah. and make the halal easy. But we flip the entire scenario. So, of course, our children are living in a society that teaches them to go towards that which is ease. Yeah. Our fitra teaches us to go towards that which is ease. And so they go towards it. When the deen reality is supposed to be that ease. The Prophet wasallam said that the, the deen is easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's, it's, it's really clear, yeah. cut, simple, and easy. But we've made it difficult. Politics, racism, tribalism, <laughs> materialism. Subhanallah. Every ism and wisdom. Yeah. You know. Do you think, uh, is there, do you think all reverts do the, is there any blame on reverts when it comes to this level of, uh, when things go south in, in, this, in this category? What do you mean? The discrimination that happens between reverts and, let's say. Uh, yeah, um, some, you, you have some saying? reverts who come with a complex too. Okay. You know that 
I'm a better Muslim because I chose Islam. Okay. <laughs> you were born into it. You know, I'm. You don't like, even know the value. I'm like the companions. You yeah. know what I mean? Who yeah. accepted Islam and, you know, Allah chose them to be a Muslim. You were just born a Muslim. Yeah. So you do see that uh, complex as well. You see it a lot with revert communities. Not single reverts, but you find communities that are like heavily revert based. Okay. They'll speak against the born Muslim community. Okay. You know, and kind of belittle them. And, and belittle them. Yes. You see that in like big communities where it's majority reverts. Like okay. There are communities, especially in the East Coast, yeah. where it's just all reverts. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. The Masjid is 99.9% reverts. Yeah. Um, and you'll see them have some reverse. Uh, uh, hatred towards the born Muslim community because they feel like they've been looked down on. Yeah. So we, we can do that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's unfortunate. Very unfortunate. What about, um, what do you think are maybe key solutions that we can uh, kind of advise the Muslim community on kind of how we can deal with this issue? We have to start teaching brotherhood and sisterhood again. Love for one another. Yeah. That's it. You know, the Prophet ﷺ said, and and this hadith always, every time I see Muslims hating on one another, and especially on social media where it's just like, nobody has a filter. You know what I mean? Um, The Prophet ﷺ said, you will not enter Jannah until you believe. Yes. And you will not believe until Until you love one another. Mm, Ajeeb. Subhanallah. He said, this is clear cut. You yeah. will not enter Jannah until you believe. Yeah. You will not believe until, until you love one another. And then, he's, then he, he even gave the solution. Yeah. He said, shall I give you some advice? Yeah. That if you want to learn to love one another. And they said, yes. He said, spread salam. Yeah. You know, and mean it. Mean it. Spread yeah. salam to one another. In another hadith, he said, give gifts to one another. Yeah. Promote love for one another. That doesn't mean that we're always going to kumbaya. Yeah. It's not human nature. There's going to be conflict. Yeah. But another problem in this Muslim community is we, we have no solid conflict resolution set up. You, you That's know true. I mean? That's it's true. just get in where you fit in. Yeah. Especially when it comes to conflicts. Yeah. It's take it to social media. You know what I mean? That's it. Swords come out. You know, not really. Uh, but, you know, in, in, in we just start going at each other. There's no conflict resolution. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's almost like we cannot disagree. Without being enemies, yeah, or without being disagreeable, mm. and this is not, <laughs> this is not the way the companions behaved, no. and they disagreed with each other heavily, Therefore. heavily. Mm-hmm. There are many times where they disagreed on each other, and they even had issues with one another. I always tell famously that when I talked about racism, the story of of Bilal and Abu Dhar. Yeah, these are two companions Giant. who are promised Jannah. Yeah, and if any of you know who these two are, we know who Bilal is. Yeah. Uh, but if you know who Abu Dhar is, yeah. like you know, you know these are, and he called, he basically called Bilal the N word, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, he called Bilal the N word, the mother, you, no, you son of a black woman, you son of a black woman, yes, because yeah. his father was Arab, yeah, so he could only go through, but he basically called him the N word, yeah. you know what I mean? Nowadays, that, that's it. There would be that canceled. That that's it. He would be canceled, canceled, done, <laughs> never to be heard from again in the Muslim community. You know, relegated to the, <laughs> the the back corners. But what did they do? They dealt with it. Yeah. Well, the Prophet ﷺ made them great leadership. Stepped great in. leadership stepped in. Yeah. And there's so many lessons to be learned from that because when Bilal went to the Prophet ﷺ, yeah. we know that Bilal is not a liar. No. But the Prophet ﷺ didn't call Abu Dhar. Yeah. He didn't call him and say, "Why did you do this?" He yeah. asked him, "Did yeah. you do it?" Yeah. You know, what I mean, he. He always knew that there was maybe some misconfusion. There might be yeah. some misunderstanding. So he asked him, did you do it? Yeah. He said, yeah. You know, he, he admitted to it. That's another problem. Mm-hmm. Brothers can never admit they're wrong. SubhanAllah. Never. We never wrong. Yeah. Man, I've been wrong so many times. I'm wrong more than I'm right. Yeah. He admitted, yes, I'm wrong. And the prophet told him, you have jahiliyyah in you. And that broke him. Yeah. Broke him. Now we get told that, we, you know. You know How dare that's you almost, that? No, but that's almost like a... a, a, a a moniker for us we got streets in us oh. that's what it means I got the streets in me yeah that's basically what he told Abu Dhar he still got streets in you yeah and to him that because Jahiliya was Jahannam it was yeah. ignorance it was worshipping other gods yeah that broke him 
So what did he do? He didn't start defending himself. He said, well, you know what? Broke you down. know, he spoke to me, uh, uh, the, his tone, the way he looked at me. I, yeah. I had my rights. I was defending my honor. No, <laughs> he chased he chased Bilal down and found him in the market. Yeah. And he didn't take him and pull him to the side no. and say, yo, let's go around the corner and, you know, Talk squash this, out. this beef <laughs> us out, out, out of the view of everybody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, he did it in public. Yeah. He insulted him in public. He yeah. made it for in public, laid on the ground and said, I'm not going to get up until you put your foot on my face and prove to everyone that you're better than me. Yeah. And Bilal picked him up and kissed him and it was done. It Squashed. Was done. Yeah. Conflict re resolution. Yeah. Now, we dis disagree with each other. We're enemies. Forever. Forever. And it might be over something so small. Simple. And we're going to slash each other online and going to backbite each other to the day of judgment. Yeah. And then we wonder why we're all destined, the majority of us are just destined for hell. SubhanAllah. Because we can't, we cannot get along with one another. Yeah. We we just can't. And I don't know what is going to take to turn that. Unfortunately, one thing that I know will, will work is destruction. Yeah. We've learned this. We've seen this. Yeah. That when the test comes, when the destruction comes, when when war is on top of your head, like you look at the people of Phili the, the brothers and sisters in Gaza. Yeah. You think they care about the differences that they have? No. No. no, you think they care about the difference between their teacher and that? No, no, they're united they for one. They, they have to be. Even even amongst different factions, you'll find that they come together and say, "Okay, look, we might have our disagreements, but this is bigger right now." Yeah, and I, I unfortunately I, I I'm afraid that it might take for Muslims to really have to go through something in the West. Yeah, like for real, go through something in order to be united. To order united and say, "Hey, look, we don't have time for our because right now we live luxury." Yeah, the Muslims of the West, we live in luxury. Yeah, you know, we have food to eat, we have grocery stores everywhere, we have air conditioned homes, air conditioned cars. You know, we 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 have everything that we need, so we have free time to fight about this nonsense, to bicker, yeah. to bicker about nothing. We live in you know fancy palaces. If if it comes to the point where we're really tested, all that will go out the window. That's true. We should see that beforehand. We should catch that before it's there. That look. We, we would rather be united before the before the war comes to our front door yeah. than after it does. Yeah. And really figuring out who our enemies are. We don't know. We, we don't think know. it's each other. It, it's not each other. It's not each other. And it's not the people who say they have our backs either. No. It's not our <laughs> friends. Everybody who says you... The first thing is that when someone tells you they're your friend, that's the first person I look out for. Yeah. I watch for. SubhanAllah. When you have to remind me that you're my friend and that's I support there. you and I support the Muslims and I'm behind the Muslims, that's the first person I'm <laughs> watching to stab us in the back. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so true. And I was telling uh, the brother beforehand that, you know, my grandfather taught me an enemy you know yeah. is better yeah. than an enemy you don't know. Yeah. Of course. An enemy that's clear to you that's clear is much better for you mm -hmm. than an enemy who says they're your friend. Yeah. SubhanAllah. Okay. Okay, we're about to wrap it up. Yeah, we're about to wrap. Yeah. Um, l let me get personal with you. Have you ever felt uh, any level of racism in the Muslim community? <laughs> I, I I have since we're on the topic. <laughs> yeah, I, I have, but not on the the not on the level that a lot of brothers have gone through. Yeah. Simply because I am white, you know, <laughs> and I know that brings a level of privilege. I okay. know it does. You, you really think so? Oh, 100%. I've seen it with my own two eyes. You know what I mean? Okay. Especially in the Muslim world. Okay. Especially in the oh, Muslim okay. world. okay. In the Muslim world. Okay. In the Muslim world, a white Muslim with a blue passport. Yeah. You do it. You could get away with anything. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I used to just go to the Medina and overstay all the time. Yeah. In the summertime. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you stayed over. No problem. You American? Yeah, come. I used to get moved into the front for Omar lines. You know what I mean? Like, get out of oh, here. Brother, come over here. You know, we take care of you. Uh, you know, um, so yeah, I've seen, but I've also seen discrimination. And a lot of it, you know, comes down to issues where getting involved in, in marriages or getting involved in domestic disputes. That's okay. where they tell you, okay, Akhi, okay you've, you you've overstepped your line. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we like you. We'll put you on stages and give you awards. <laughs> but hey, you, you know, you stay out of Or if you start talking about money okay. uh, and issues of problems, you start pointing out problems in communities. Yeah. That's where you'll, you'll see the, the term, the, the form of racism come to where it's like, yeah. you don't know what you do. Yeah. Or I've unfortunately, I have seen some racism to where I'm hated on because I'm white because I I have privilege. Yeah. You got privilege, you know what I mean? Yeah. People even tell me why are you not out there doing more because you're white, you should have some extra privilege. <laughs> or or I'm and I'm and 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 I said that only works with the Muslims. Yeah. Because the moment I accepted Islam, yeah. my 
privilege card for non-Muslims? They burned. They revoked it. They burned it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I go to the South now, where I'm at, as an open Muslim, like dressed like this. You're done. Well, that's it. Especially if they found out I'm from the South. Yeah. Because I'm worse. Of course. Than even you, Akhi. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they're racist, they would string me up. Yeah. Before they string you up. Yeah. Because... I should know better. I'm the, the traitor. traitor. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm the traitor, mm-hmm. and I've been called that. I've mm-hmm. been called an in lover. I've been called a sand in lover. No you know way. what I mean? In yes, in the south, I had hate mail sent to my home. I had fake anthrax sent to my home a few. Uh, it's probably like 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. With a threatening letter because I, you know, I was married to a Muslim woman. Mm. It, it happens, you know. But it's fine. We take it. We take it. It's no big deal. Nothing. So some people they run away from the deen because of. Uh, the akhlaq or uh, the activities of some certain Muslims or, or, or they felt racism whether it's a new Muslim or not what do you think of that nah. fortunately anything a Muslim any hardship a Muslim suffers as a Muslim yeah. is khair for them yeah. I'm not saying racism is good but if you as a Muslim have gone, gone through it know that Allah is going to reward you for that yeah. you know what I mean it's no. and it's not this whole you know, mentality of no, we just bend down and take it. Nobody ever said that. No, you know what I mean. No, no, no. But it means that there is some wisdom behind it. Yeah. You know, but you have to find a middle ground. Like, hey, you want to call me any name in the book? Okay, no yeah. problem. But you put your hands on me, like Malcolm said. Yeah. You know, we we know where to send them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can you can call me whatever you want to call me. Yeah. But the moment you approach my personal space bubble yeah. and yeah. you threaten me, then it's a wrap. There's some brothers in Egypt found out about that. You know? What no I mean? way. Yeah. I, because Egyptians, anybody who's Egyptian know that Egyptians, they speak loudly. Yeah. When they, they argue, face, yeah. they're in your face. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm from America. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you if you reach a certain level and you're aggressive. Yeah, that's it. By reflex, I'm knocking you out. You know what I mean? Like, it's just going to happen. So you actually got into physical fights in Egypt. A few of them. Yeah. <laughs> I had to leave because it was just getting. It was getting bad. Yeah. My, my, my attitude was changing. Yeah. I was becoming a, a you know, a not nice person because that's the only way they get anything done. Yeah. Unfortunately, you go into a store, you know, and you have manners. Yeah, nobody paying you attention. No, you go in store and you slap a store owner and you push some racks over. And they, hey, you know, they'll give they, you attention. They'll, they'll pay attention to you. <laughs> it was unfortunate. You had to be rude to get attention in Egypt, especially if you went to the Mujamma. Yeah, that's that, that's very, it. Very very tough. Very tough. So, inshallah, we have final fi- final words or thoughts and advice, Ustad uh, Yusha. We have to try to work together. Yeah. You know, work you, together you, for the for for the common good. Yeah, uh, and 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 there is limits to that. People always ask, you know, to what extent do we work together? Mm-hmm. We work together until there is clear reason not to. Yeah, that's, that's it. True. We start on that level that we work together until until there's a clear reason. Yeah, that we shouldn't, and those clear reasons should be issues of major importance like aqidah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like issues of tawhid. Yeah, you know, not that's issues of fiqh. Not no. issues of disagreements of scholars. No. No, no, no. An issue of clear cut. This is haq. That is bottle. This person is teaching something and is on something that will take people to hell. Yeah. That's, That's the difference. Yeah. That's the difference. Not where there is, 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 is concession. With those things, we need to learn to put them to the side because we don't have time. Uh, to 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 be divided anymore. No, we don't because if we are divided, we will be destroyed. There will be our children and our grandchildren will not know what we know as far as a Muslim community. It, it won't exist. Yeah, it won't be there. The risk is high. The risk is extremely high, especially with what I've seen during this pandemic time. Yeah, we can be divided so quickly, so, so quickly. Like what now is there left of the community? Not much. Not much. We don't even pray together anymore. Yeah, barely. There's no jama'ah. No. You know, and and, and, and and even though that might seem like it's a small thing, it's not it's a, a small thing. thing. It is a major thing. The jama'ah is the one thing that no matter what, we had to put aside our differences mm-hmm. and, and, and stand next to each other shoulder to shoulder. Now that's gone. Yeah. You know, so I... I I don't know when it's going to come back. Yeah. So we have to really be careful and learn, you know. Uh, and if you cannot control yourself, just stay off social media. Yeah. Simple exactly. as that. Yeah. Just, just stay don't, back. Don't, don't start a fitness for no reason. Don't start a fitness for no reason. I'm not saying you need to cancel your social media. Just don't don't post anything. Watch what you say. Yeah. Just be an, you know, just be a, an onlooker. Yeah. Subhanallah. A lot has been said, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the best understanding of what is khayr and I mean. inshallah lead us to that which is good. 
and uh, give us guys uh, wrap it up right there inshallah give us your feedback on the topic uh, let us know inshallah your feedback and comments below and inshallah we'll see you guys on the next episode follow brother Yusha Evans on Instagram mainly YouTube All hopefully inshallah All reflections will be yeah, coming back yeah. up soon the, the podcast is coming back uh, very soon in the next few weeks inshallah uh, yeah inshallah we'll link on your Instagram below in the inshallah description and Facebook uh, are you still active on Facebook? I, I'm I'm active on Facebook, but it's it's more for fundraising campaigns and other things okay, for okay. charity organizations. Yeah, we, we that. know that there is a different demographics now on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook yeah. is for professional older adults. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Instagram is where the kids are. I'm not gonna have a TikTok even if it doesn't no get banned. So no, same here. <laughs> so inshallah, follow brother Yush Evans on Instagram, YouTube. We'll put all the links there. Inshallah, and Facebook, and inshallah, we'll see you guys on the next episode on the Dean Lovers podcast shows inshallah subscribe if you haven't for more amazing content inshallah sallallahu sallam ala nabiyyina wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in al-kawn wa zamanu bi islami wa